If you think you could never be vegan, you're in the right place. If you think there's something big you'd really like to do, but it's probably too late, you're in the right place. My name's Michelle Olander, and I think there has never been a more important time to move in a vegan direction. So I'm here every week to cheer you on and offer you actionable tips, inspiring guests, and strategies as you veg your best. Episode 169, Vegan Superpowers with author Tina Newman. Welcome, welcome, and welcome back, my Veg Your Bestie. I am recording this introduction to today's podcast interview with author and creator Tina Newman. I'm recording it on the day before U.S. Thanksgiving, and this is going to air the week after our Thanksgiving. So I hope you had a great holiday if you're in the U.S., and I also hope that I did and my family. You know, sometimes the time travel involved in making a podcast is a, I don't know, sometimes it feels more surreal than others. And like many of you listening, I have a bit of a busy few weeks ahead of me. It's a little daunting. And, and in fact, when I look at that calendar, I, I am getting a tiny bit panicky. But with the help of my podcast producer, Charlie, thank you, Charlie, and my virtual assistant, Nancy, Nancy, I love you, both of whom, both of whom, without whom I would be a quivering mass of overwhelm. Well, with their help, I'm time traveling to create a few episodes in the next week or two to get us into the new year, 2024. And apparently there is a lot going on in 2024 for me. I'm finding out a lot going on in my world and in my family. And so to keep making this podcast come out every week, every single week for 169 plus consecutive weeks, and that's to support new vegans and veteran vegans and pre-vegans, I'm going to have to get organized. Now, if you know me, Organized, that is not how I self-identify. So I'm going to have to organize my best to create veg your best each week. Now, next week, I think I'm going to talk about some of those challenges on the podcast and how coaching and coaching tools that I present here to help you move in a vegan direction are also the tools that you use and that I use anywhere we're stuck or challenged. But this week's guest, this week's guest, Tina Newman, is yet another one of those marvelous people I've met during my podcasting journey, whose veganism has expanded her world. Too many people think that opting out of animal products is going to somehow limit their lives or feel restrictive. But every single day I see the opposite and not just in my life. Today, you're going to hear how Tina Newman took a very challenging time in her life and turned it into something remarkable, and it was fueled by her commitment to a vegan practice. Now, if you were at VegFest London, and I know I have quite a few listeners in the UK, if you were at VegFest London a couple of weeks ago, you probably saw 
uh, Tina in person talking about her three books and the magical character she has created, Vivi the Super Vegan. Vivi the Super Vegan is destined to be on our screens in the near future, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. I'm going to catch you on the other side. Tina Newman, author and creator of Vivi the Super Vegan. Welcome to Veg Your Best. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. It's a delight. It's a delight. It's been in the process. I've been following your work and um, I have four grandchildren right now, all under the age of, well, three and under and um, expecting a couple more. And I am so excited to hear that they're going to be vegan children's books. So tell me, tell me all about Vivi. (laughs) Well, congratulations, by the way, that is wonderful news. Um, I started my writing process when my girls were one and three. Um, I was vegetarian for a long, long time before that. And we went vegan as a family in 2017. And straight away, I was looking for vegan children's books. And I found a few that I bought, which were wonderful, but they were kind of um, they were aimed at an older audience and they were more educational. And I really, really wanted to get some children's books, which my children could still relate to and enjoy the stories and, um, you know, have the kind of fun and mischief and magic, which children love about with their children's books. But I couldn't find anything, um, which is why I decided to write my own. And that is when Vivi the Super Vegan was born. That's great. I mean, I think this is the this is the origin story of so many things, right? You look for something and it's not there and it's up to you. Exactly. And I felt very inspired by my two girls. Um, so the characters are loosely based on our on our children, um, Lila and Ada. And of course, I had to bring little Ada in at the end of my first book, which is why she has her baby sister um, born at home under the Christmas tree, which is exactly what happened with me. So there's a little little nugget of information about my story. Was that the plan? Um, no, I, a home birth was planned, but um, thanks to my husband rabbiting on with the midwives and chatting away and no one believing that it was going to happen so quickly, the birthing pool didn't get, didn't get filled, filled up in time. So yeah, Ada had other plans. That's funny. My son was born in the car on the way to oh, the hospital. Wow. My second child. Yeah. They said, don't come until you're doing some work. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Second ones do have a tendency to come quite quickly, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. So that so we have we have uh, unplanned uh, delivery stories a little bit in common. That's great. So so Vivi the super vegan is aimed at what age group? Um, I always say suitable for all, but obviously probably the three to three to eight kind of age range. Um, I've got um, parents who've bought their books, bought the books for their children who are a lot younger, but they love looking at the pictures because I've tried to make them obviously whimsical and colorful. Um, But to really understand, I would say that the kind of primary school, primary school age. It's such a magical time for children Mm -hmm. because they, they do love their books. They do kind of um, insert themselves into the adventures in books at that age, I think. So with the book, What was the thing that gave you the confidence to, yeah, you noticed that there was a vacancy in the market for such a book. You had kids that you would like to have um, to see reflected in children's literature in terms of their choices. What gave you the courage or the, the perseverance to make it happen? 
Um, it was it was a very new thing for me because it, I don't have a background in writing or anything like that. I'm actually a trained makeup artist in film and TV. So it was quite a bold move of mine, to be honest. But um, I was a stay at home mum at the time. Um, and my husband had actually become quite ill after we'd moved from London to Suffolk. And um, I was kind of so wrapped up in, um, you know, caring for him, caring for the children. And I had this really, really strong desire to give back and to help animals because after being vegetarian for 21 years, um, I found out about the dairy industry whilst I was still breastfeeding my child and it literally crushed me. I was, I was in bits and I decided from that point that I wanted to do something um, to help animals, to help my children with their future and to try and, and you know, normalize kindness to animals and protecting the planet um, and ultimately try and help the planet as well. And I think because I was in such a difficult space at home, it gave me something positive to focus on as well. So um, even though at the time I was thinking, this is completely bonkers, Tina, you've never done anything like this before. I'd self-published, so we'd put quite a lot of money in ourselves. And I never knew if I was going to you know, make that back. And it wasn't an issue for me and my husband because I was so passionate about it. It was, it was really a passion project and it still is. Um, but I just wanted to just wanted to go for it. So it really was um, it was strange timing, but it, it was all meant to be. I think sometimes during these uh, marginal states in our lives, when we are giving birth, when we're nursing, these are times when we're really connected to. I'm not the most woo person, but we're really connected to so much energy during those times in our lives. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So first book was Vivi the Super Vegan, and mm -hmm. you self-published it. Mm -hmm. And close on its heels were two more books. Yeah. Vivi and the Planet Protector, um, I published that the following year. Um, and I really wanted to tackle the dairy industry in that one. Um, so I've touched upon that. I've tried to do everything in the lightest possible way because it's obviously it's a very hard topic to um, address with children. Um, and I don't want to scare them. I don't want to make them feel really sad. I don't want to annoy parents. I don't want to, you know, rock the boat too much. But what I want to do is to tell the truth in the most child-friendly way and also bring about a bit of balance because every child's book that we were reading with our children were about zoos, were about farms, all of the nursery rhymes, they're all about animal exploitation, but you don't really think about it. You just sing them and you, you know, you, you just, it's just something you've always done. So I, I really wanted to bring, to, to bring out some books that kind of counteracted, you know, that was bringing about balance because it just wasn't, it wasn't happening. So, um, the second one, I deal with the dairy industry and a few other topics. The third book um, I released, um, I think that I kind of need to check the date now. I think that was literally that was last year, unless it was the end of the year before. I can't even remember it all. It all blends in now. But obviously it was post COVID and the world was very strange and um, it was quite a difficult time. But it, it didn't stop me. I still wanted to, to go ahead and do it and tackle one of the biggest elephants in the room, in my opinion, which is the plastic situation, because everybody wants to talk about you know, giving up plastic straws and um, stop using single use plastic. But 
the end of the day, it is actually the fishing industry, which is contributing to about 50%, I think they say, of plastic in the ocean with ghost nets and, um, you know, things from their their big boats. So I wanted to tackle that. And that is uh, the main theme of my third book. So these are uh, just such deep topics and you're trying to present them to small kids and to their parents who may also not be vegan, may not yeah. be thinking about it. Yeah. And I, I heard you speaking on another podcast, I think it was, that where you said um, when people feel like you're pushing your vegan agenda, if you mm -hmm. will, on, on other people, and you said, I think very intelligently, but we're always pushing mm -hmm. a non-vegan agenda mm -hmm. on everybody. So yeah. it's, a, a, and I think what I field you are doing with this is to creating such a beautiful conversation where it's opening people. I know that I have uh, um, been challenged with the idea of talking about veganism much with, with kids because um, I want them to, first of all, I do want them to listen to their parents. I do <laughs> want them to eat what their parents have decided or their pediatrician has decided they should eat. So mm -hmm. I don't want to just be, but I do want them to talk about it with their parents I think that is such that for me when I listen to my children coming home from school and they're saying that they've spoken to their friends and their friends want to go vegan they love animals and then they go home and their parents have said no that's not happening like children don't seem to have any rights they just do you know of course they do what their parents tell them they do what their teachers tell them and I think I'm understanding a lot more as a mother that we just expect children to do what they're told. And I think it is very, very important to have these conversations and to teach children to critically think and let them have their own thoughts and feelings. So if a child comes home and they're really, really distressed about the, the, the thought of eating animals, really parents should respect that and they should help them with that. And, you know, I was 11 when I came home and told my parents that I didn't want to eat meat anymore. And my parents helped me do that and they supported that. Um, to be fair, my mum was a vegetarian anyway, but my dad was a big, big carnivore. Um, but I think it's just, it's a very sad situation that children um, are naturally so compassionate towards animals and they love them and they wouldn't want to hurt them. But when they do make that connection and want to make that change, a lot of the time it's met with resistance from their parents due to conditioning and due to, you know, their own thoughts and beliefs. So I just want to open up that conversation, as you say. And if if children are reading my books with their parents because they've taken them home from school libraries, for instance, a lot of the time they won't be vegan. Their parents won't be vegan. And it will open up that that opportunity to chat and, um, you know, hopefully plant some seeds. I'm wondering if you have a parent's guide for your books for parents who are not vegan, but want to share the conversation and mm -hmm. not not to have an argument of any kind but to um because we do we are all coming out of a culture that it's normal natural maybe necessary right for animal products and at different times in human history all of the above has probably been true but yes. we lo we live in a world right now where we have we do have different options maybe we always did but they're a little bit simpler for many of us now um I how would you how would you encourage a parent who's currently not vegan or vegetarian to share this book with their child? 
Um, I think that's a really good idea, by the way, about the guide. That's something that I think I'm, I might look into. Um, I, I, I think I would look at it like um, going on a journey with their child, reading the book and um, and doing it with an open mind and having a chat with their child as they go, because it's going to challenge their own belief system. I've done that for a reason. One of the gifts that Vivi, my protagonist, has is called Speculo, and she can spark compassion in others, and she highlights the truth. Um, and a lot of the time, she'll look at someone, and it it basically shows it shows the truth, and it reflects back on them, which is hard. We've all had that happen to us when we've gone vegan, and that is a really really tough part of our journey. I remember feeling quite defensive and and upset and quite guilty and all of these different emotions when I found out about the dairy industry because I I felt so um confused and cross because I thought I hadn't been contributing to um animal cruelty for 21 years and you can have quite a strong reaction so I think when a parent is reading reading my stories with their children that's okay like these feelings are completely valid and that's a normal thing to happen and um the characters react in different ways throughout the book when this happens and um I kind of want parents to realize that that's the same thing that's happening with them and then what you do with that after you have that information is ultimately down to them I'm not there to tell anyone what to do I'm just offering the information and at the end of the day it's down to that person's heart really isn't it it so is you know we uh, we're confronted with all kinds of things in the news in in our family lives in our extended families and communities things that we've never thought about and we're thinking oh oh <laughs> well i never it never occurred to me and i yeah. think that's something to not be ashamed of i think um I think sometimes we are, we're just like, well, if it never occurred to me, uh, I guess it's not for me. But to be welcoming when you have never thought of something. Mm, yeah, I completely agree. With the series, I understand you have a new project going on to get the books and the concepts and the characters in front of more kids and more families. Tell mm -hmm. me a little bit about that project. Yeah, Um I think um, when I started writing my my books, I had no idea how um, how it was going to end up at this point. Um, and it has evolved quite quickly, which is incredible. And I'm so excited about. Um, but it is um, it's, it's quite overwhelming, to be honest, because basically I connected with a TV producer two and a half years ago. She's an incredible lady who um, champions uh, female founders. She is all about diversity and um, inclusion, inclusivity, and um, her her ethics are extremely important to her. Which I think she told me in the production world and animation world is is not really it doesn't really exist. Um, but she really really believes in what I'm doing, and um, she optioned my books. Um, two and a half years ago, we've been working really, really hard together to um, package it up as a concept and, you know, get our pitch deck ready and everything, build a team. Um, so we have animation studios in Canada. We have um, vegan and plant-based celebrities who um, are going to be doing voiceovers. And um, we've got vegan writers on board and um, a lovely guy who has done us like a sample theme song. We've got so many people all ready in our team and we want to offer a TV series. We've got an app 
that's been built by London South Bank University, a prototype app. Um, and we want to offer a whole VegTech family platform so uh, children can access vegan friendly and eco friendly content um, on their screens, TV, computers, phones, everything. Because um, I love books, I adore books, but I, I do realize that technology is the way forward for you know the younger generation. So um, we wanted to progress with the brand and offer everything you know on a technological basis. So to make a, a holding tank, basically, for all these yeah. great ideas and all the new wonderful ideas, I assume you're going to be having, if you've already got three books yeah. in about four years, three or four years, I can't even imagine what you're going to have in the next 10 <laughs> or 15. <laughs> well, I, as I say, it it wasn't, it wasn't my plan at the beginning. And I just feel like when you put something I put my blood, sweat and tears into this, because for me, the it's the animal's drive my my passion I I always wanted to do something to help animals and before I was training to be a veterinary nurse because I thought that that's what I wanted to do and I found that way too upsetting so I moved away from that and I think to have fallen into this and and to see that there is such a demand because there's a lack of vegan friendly content for children and not just for vegan children for non-vegan children for children everywhere I think unless we give them um resources which show how how amazing it is and um how it is it's so needed just to be kind to animals kind to each other kind to our planet it's never going to become the norm and you know brainwashing and conditioning starts from such an early age and to have this opportunity now to to build my my stories and to make it bigger and turn it into a whole brand um it's just incredible i, I i'm really excited to see where this is going to end up. And I love that you you have this kind of dual mission. The mission is to make these ideas more accessible to kids and friends and, and, and their families. But also, I would imagine if you are a child, uh, vegan, and you go to your normal preschool and school, and you are even in, even in England, which is very vegan friendly and very vegetarian friendly um, compared to many places, mm-hmm. even then you're probably going to feel on the outs quite often and confused. And um, uh, it would be just so wonderful to have this kind of an exterior concept that you can say, yeah, like Vivi. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like Vivi. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, that was one of my main reasons for writing my books was because I wanted to give children, um, you know, characters in literature that they could relate to and that affirmed their lifestyle and that they could look up to and be like, oh, wow, like I am a I am a superhero because every day I'm saving animals just by being me. And that was kind of the original idea. Um, and now I'm I'm seeing that there's so much more to this. It's not just to empower vegan kids. It's to inspire non-vegan kids. It's to encourage them to work with their friends and their families and to show how much power we all have individually just by changing a you know a few things in our life what we eat what we wear the activities we do you know everything that we pay towards is either going to be contributing to animal cruelty or the you know damage of our planet um or doing the opposite so i just want to simplify it and show children that they are really powerful and if we all do this together then the world could be a beautiful place that is a beautiful, beautiful sentiment. And it it gels with what I try to do here every day is to try to have people think 
what could you do a little yeah. differently? You don't have to throw everything out today, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you can evolve in all these ways. What is a way that our listeners, Veg Your Best listeners, and the people that we're going to, you know, share your work with, what is a way they can help support you on this on this project? Um, I think just by helping to get the word out, really, um, you know, follow us on Instagram, um, you know, tag people in if they if they think that they would share our vision with this. Um, we're seeking investment at the moment. So we're trying to connect with the right kind of people who, um, you, you know, would believe in what we're doing and would want to support. Um, really, we're just trying to get as much publicity so we can, um, you know, connect with the right people and and get this all into production. So maybe the first thing they could do is follow you on Instagram and your Instagram handle is just Vivi, the super vegan, simple Vivi, yeah. V-I-V-I, -V -I, the super -I -I. vegan. Yeah. Um, yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. That'd be amazing. And they can buy books. It's, I think it's a holiday season coming up. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I should definitely be putting a Christmas bundle deal on my website very soon. <laughs> is that, is that the best place for people to order your books or look about, yes. look into ordering on your yes. website? And the website. website is also called thesupervegan.co.uk. <laughs> nice and That's, simple. <laughs> that sounds simple. And if, but if they are following you on Instagram, they're going to see all this. They're going to get all yes. the links. They're going to know when, when certain things are available, when you get your funding for your app to yeah. put everything together. What is the order? Do you have an order to make a video or a YouTube channel or? Yeah. And um, my producer, um, I think, her aim is to go with a mini YouTube series first. So to get that going and, you know, start building the audience on that. Um, we've, as I said, we've got a prototype app that's been built by London South Bank. So I think we want to start trialing that and getting some, you know, tests with that. Um, and then really to get the main series into production with our animation studios in Canada. Um, the first episode and the pilot has already been written so we've got that um, lined up um, and a few of our voiceover artists have kindly um, recorded the, the script with the script as well. Well, that is so exciting. And you seem so calm and so <laughs> poised. <laughs> I'm glad that that's, that's how I'm coming across inside my head. Like <laughs> I can't imagine that's a lot going on, Tina. Yeah. <laughs> What's your wish? What is your big, big, big wish? If you could wish one thing today to put out into the universe with um, Veg Your Best uh, listeners, what's the one thing you'd like them to do? My biggest dream is to make this happen, um, make this happen soon. I, I feel that kids deserve to have themselves represented on screens. Um, animals, animals need our help. Our planet is crying. Um, the sooner we can make this happen, the better. So as I said, we've been working very hard behind the scenes. Um, I'm trying to talk about it all the time now across my social media. But um, as I said to you before we started, um, I am a mum of two. Um, the juggling act's quite difficult to do on my own. So um, yeah, I need the support of the vegan community now to, to get this out there and to connect with the right people who are gonna um, come in and, and help us financially um, so we can get the ball rolling. I'm tempted to stop on that because it's so great, but I'm going to ask you one more thing. If you are, if there is a, a grandmother out there listening who has a daughter with children, who's not convinced they can do this, they can, how can they raise their kids vegan from your point of view? What would you like a mom with small kids who 
is aligned with veganism, but is a little bit feeling overwhelmed about how would I do that? What, what do you have to say to them? I think simplify everything is my advice to people. Um, you know, I felt quite overwhelmed at the thought, even though I was a vegetarian, um, I think everything can seem quite scary and the whole vegan world um, can seem quite intimidating if you don't understand. But at the end of the day, you can still cook all of your normal meals. You just um, you veganize everything. So if you just take the cooking, for instance, and the food first, um, you know, just try some plant milks first. My girls were a bit picky because they were quite used to cow's milk, um, although my my youngest was still breastfeeding, so it wasn't as much of a shock for her. But so we just got three, four different plant milks, um, mixed in a little bit of chocolate um, to make it like a hot chocolate. You know, we saw which one she liked, and then we kind of um, we 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 put less and less chocolate in over the week, and then she was just drinking it, and then she was on the soya milk. Um, so I think with the food, it's just try different things out and don't expect too much from yourself and your kids and the grandkids. Just make it all fun, really. And then all of the other aspects to uh, vegan living, um, I think just make it fun. Just go talk about everything with your kids, um, make it all a bit of an adventure. And um, if you have doubts or you're confused by things, then reach out to people. I always say to everyone, my inbox is always open. If you have any questions or you're finding it overwhelming, drop me a message. I've got lots of, um, you know, vegan mums that um, would happily help. I've got friends who are nutritionists and friends in different areas and friends that are beauticians who could say use these different things. So um, just get involved in the vegan community and no question is kind of too silly. That is great advice. That's what we have here is a really great uh, vegan community of lots of people who've been through all the different stages of it mm -hmm. that can that can reach out and help. Tina Newman, thank you so much. Thank you for bringing us more information about Vivi the Super Vegan. Uh, good luck on your projects. Please keep in touch so that we can keep sharing your your mission and uh, we'll we'll get you on that app and on that YouTube channel so we can all share it with our kids and grandkids. Brilliant. Thank you so much. I appreciate the support. So, so what did you think of Tina and Vivi the Super Vegan? I have been reading the books to my grants, and I know that these books are going to make great gifts during the holidays. But even if you don't have kids on your gift list, a really wonderful thing that you can do is follow Tina Newman at Vivi the Super Vegan on Instagram. Did you know? <laughs> did you know that publishers and producers they take things like the number of followers in your social media. They take this very, very seriously, and it makes a huge difference. Following Vivi the Super Vegan on Instagram will definitely help Tina Newman and her team navigate the question of investors and attracting uh, artists and voiceover people and actors and distribution, and it, all of it costs you nothing. So please consider following Vivi the Super Vegan on Instagram and look for more updates there and also here on Vivi's new adventures coming to a screen near you. And also, ask yourself, ask yourself this holiday season and this year, how can your vegan journey, wherever you are, 
how can your vegan journey be one that creates new adventures for you? Because it can. It can be a journey that creates new adventures no matter where you are this week and every week when you veg your best. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best.